Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us the Montclair medium, Chris Lippincott. He is the author of Spirits Beside Us, gaining healing and comfort from loved ones in the afterlife. Chris helps to teach people who are seeking greater spiritual fulfillment, how to accelerate their spiritual growth, and to those who are suffering from a loss of a loved one, how to connect with spirit and receive love and healing. And we are so excited to have Chris join us today. Good to meet you, Chris. Great meeting you guys. This uh, be a lot of fun. We can't wait. That uh, listening to your most recent podcast, which it was phenomenal. I was, I was just like, I, I couldn't stop listening to it. This is, I was like, this is great. I had to go back and re-listen to it. You know, we are so blessed with such amazing guests, and they always come perfectly timed, just like you did, because we have not had a medium on for a while. So perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. Mandy and I made a mistake one time of not Googling someone. So I always like to Google who we're talking to. Two things showed up. You were dead. I was like, holy shit, Mandy, are you sure we're having an episode with him? And the second thing was uh, the the Montclair medium is a six by nine inches outdoor wall light at Lowe's. Just today, (laughs) get them on sale. (laughs) Great. I'm going to give them my card and see what happens. That'll be wonderful. Oh my God. I love it. Um, the guy who passed away that has your same name was like 41 years old. I actually ended up reading the whole article. <laughs> Me too. Oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a Texans, Texas statesman. Uh, was he, who, was he like an apartment of transit or something? Cause I saw a crystal yes. cut. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I know exactly okay. who when that I is. When I first looked at it, I was like, Oh hell no. What, what we're having this Texan dude on. Wait. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh shit, he's dead. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, your last name is so unique. I mean, for there to be another, that would be like yeah, if there exactly. was another. You think there would not be anybody else? I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, such a pleasure to be here. I can't wait. I also love the direction that you guys are going with your podcast because it's all about uh, helping people find their direction find their calling. You know, as the name of your whole podcast and your whole essence is that's that's what i love and that's that's kind of what i find so exciting because it's yes. that's where we, that's where the world is i love how you said you were led by the nose to mediumship but so this has always kind of been something that you were kind of aware of i was always i was always aware of spirit around me but i in the beginning i didn't really know what it was uh, like i mentioned in, in my book it was a sort of i didn't understand why I was feeling these things. I was aware of the energy. I was aware of things around me. And I think I even in the book was talking about how, you know, I'd be trying to go to sleep and I'd feel these hands on my back where I'd hear these voices in my room. I'm like, oh my God, it's a monster coming to take me away, right? <laughs> Fast forward and, you know, after suppressing it for so many years, finally kind of like spirit said, you know, wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> wow, literally. I mean, like I had that too, when I was younger, I felt so much fear. Like I always wanted to go sleep with my parents in the middle of the night, or I would sleep under the covers and not be able to breathe. Like I can really remember this. Like it was horrible. I was always told like, oh, what are you scared of the boogeyman? So it was like made to be feared. And I, you know, I, having a young daughter going through something similar, I just, I'm so understanding what you're talking about. I will lay with you. We can call on our archangels. We can call on our guides to protect you. Put some stones under our pillow, but I don't try to make it so fearful either. You know, I just let her know she's protected. What did you do when you were a kid? I mean, were you scared? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the boogeyman was coming to take me away. You know, every, you every, kid's, every kid's nightmare is getting, you know, you know, pulled underneath the bed by the monster, the monster's going to come out of the, the closet, you know, like in Monsters, Inc. or something. So I was thinking, okay, the, the, the voices I'm hearing, the pressure I'm feeling on my back, I was thinking, you know, that's, that's bad. That's, it can't yeah. be good. You know, anything that, that's not natural in, at nighttime, it's got to be bad. So that was what was going through my mind as a kid. And eventually I would just, you know, pull the covers over my head or, you know, if I was outside and I'd feel these things, I'd still be freaking out. 
and I would just like say, go away, go away, go away. And eventually, you know, they, they did, uh, eventually they, they went away. And after, you know, uh, you know, probably about, uh, you know, three decades of them trying to get back in, they, they did, but <laughs> as a child, it <sighs> was just terrifying. I really loved your description of how when you were a child, you would go out and connect with nature that you always kind of felt one with everything. I mean, that's a lot of awareness for a child. I mean, of course, children always love digging in the dirt and looking at bugs and even my daughter, not just my son. But you actually described this feeling you had as a child. And I thought that that was interesting. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. One of the things I was very aware of as a child was I was just very aware of the energy and the life that was all around me. Um, certainly, I was aware of my imaginary friends, my imaginary playdates that turned out to not be so imaginary, of course, because I was having full conversations back and forth with my friends. But I only realized that in hindsight. But in addition to all that, I was you know, feeling and, and almost conversing with the trees or conversing with the shrubs or having some kind of uh, energetic relationship with everything that was around me. I could feel the energy coming off the trees. It's like yeah, today, if you go up to a tree and you hug a tree, you'll feel the energy. That's why people say, you know, be a tree hugger and people laugh at it. But there's yeah. there's there's science behind it. There's reality yeah. behind it. I mean, a tree is grounded in the earth. What more grounding can you get than to hug a tree? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you know what? That reminds me of when I was little, around that same age. I had this little place in my backyard, and it was all these trees. My parents. It was a brand new. It was a new build, so they had to plant trees, and over time, you know, they were growing but there was a space behind it. And whenever I would be sad, I would go up there in this space. And now that I'm thinking about it, really, truly for the first time, because you were describing that, I think about how very protective trees are and how I must've really sensed that safety being surrounded mm -hmm. by those trees. Absolutely. Well, and the reason I brought that up was because I never brought awareness to living things until after my near-death experience. And then after um, I, you know, I laid in my parents' backyard after my first near-death experience, I, I felt that and I brought awareness to it. That I, I realized for the first time at age 18 that everything that was living around me, I could feel their energy. And after I tapped into that and really processed it and thought about it and felt it and used discernment in my body, my mediumship started coming in. So it's almost in my mind, when I read that about you, I'm wondering if, if that's part of the process. If once you bring awareness to being connected with everything, does that open us up then to that mediumship? Absolutely. Because when you think about it, Everything in existence is energy. I mean, that's as it kind of goes back to my analytical background, right? I had to get all this understanding from a from a from a logical place, right? Um, so I started doing a lot of scientific background research. I realized and learned that quantum physics says that everything, ninety nine point nine percent of everything in existence, is nothing but energy. It's just at different vibrations. So you know we're like the the ice cube in our high school physics, right? We're like that dense, slow, low vibration ice cube. Yet spirit, on the other hand, is an incredibly high vibration. They're kind of like the gas, where it's very amorphous. There's a lot of space between it. This incredibly high vibration. So we're just at different vibrations, and everything in existence is empty space. The chairs we're sitting on, we're literally sitting on energy. We experience it as material thing. But if you were to take um, a carbon atom, for example, take the nucleus of the carbon atom and blow it up to the size of a golf ball. The electron would be two miles away. Everything else is energy. It's all empty space. I just keep saying this over and over because it's one of the things I'm most passionate about. Can we please add this to the freaking education systems, to the yeah. curriculum? Spirit anatomy. I mean, it doesn't even have to be called spirit. Energy anatomy, whatever. Yeah. The subtle body needs to be 
taught to people because then people can understand that they are multidimensional. They're not just the physical body, which is so important. Yeah, because it's it's how do we the, the only the only way that we understand that we're materials because that's how we're brought up. That's how that's what, what all we understand. That's how we experience the world. But as we begin to open up our experiences, whether it's through a near death experience or uh, an amazing awakening or a combination of all of the above plus science, and you start to understand the rationale behind it all, and then you start to link that to uh, ancient religions uh, or uh, ancient texts, and you start to see how it all kind of comes together. It all makes perfect sense, and you're all just like you're. you're <laughs> it's it's a it's an opening all by itself. Gosh, so you I, are psychic. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I was, I've been doing lately is reading ancient text. <laughs> <laughs> I must be psychic. <laughs> so if everything's energy, um, like the chair that you're sitting on. Can you get messages, um, energetic messages and feelings from things that aren't alive? Yes, it's just a different vibration. Um, you will, you'll, you'll receive, for example, for example, what's, what is it like a rock? A, a rock is just that sense of a vibration that's even more packed in. It's even more, um, dense if you will so if you want to talk about you know the 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 density of something it's mm -hmm. just at a it's just at a state that's not um in an alive state whereas a tree an animal a bush those are things that are alive so there's a different state of vibration we're at the highest uh vibration of all matter if you will all physical things we're at the highest state you call us the the height of the animal kingdom. It's the same concept. Like some of my rocks have super high vibrations. You know, we're talking oh, about like crystals. rocks. There I mean, you go. Gemstones it's, it's, it's and like crystals. Same thing with crystals, exactly. Yeah, super amazing. And you know, and I also find it just so. I mean, divine how these different vibrations really match your energy centers by color. Even it's like, yep. what the hell? How is everything so perfect like that? Well, it was somebody called God the perfect mathematician yeah. <laughs> because everything uh, aligns, everything has purpose, everything fits just perfectly. You, you, you try to um, take out uh, something that uh, put it into a different place, you'll find that it winds up back where it began. Mm. I'm going to, speaking of going back to where it began, I'm going to take us back to where this conversation began. I'm curious if if you could go back and sit next to yourself as a child and you were having one of those nights where you were scared and felt fear, what would you say to yourself? Because I think it's important that as parents, we help children um, understand this. And, yeah. and then that way we're, we're putting water on the seed so that they can open themselves up and, and become more uh, open and evolved. What would you that's say a, to yourself? That's a, that's a great question. I'm so glad you brought that up because so many times um, parents will uh, see or experience their children talking to their imaginary friends or saying, you know, your uh, grandpa just came to me and uh, he said that, you know, you, you shouldn't be so sad anymore or, or what have you. And the parents say, oh, no, 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 that, that, you know, that, that doesn't happen or it's not, doesn't follow our religion or doesn't follow our beliefs or whatever. So quite often you'll find um, parents either a little bit concerned um, or they're thinking that maybe there's something not 100% right with their child. So they want to make sure that, that they kind of fit in the norm, social norms, et cetera. So I would be encouraging parents, first of all, to say, allow the child to continue with either A, their imagination, if it is their imagination, or allow them to continue to expand. Because it's as soon as we begin to suppress the imagination and the creative side of the person, it goes away. It, it suddenly, they, they start to be put into this logical, uh, analytical mode as opposed to the beautiful, expansive, creative mode. And if yeah. I was to talk to myself as a child, I would say, 
don't be scared. These are people who are coming to you with love. Feel the love. Do you feel the essence of protection? Do you feel the essence of happiness? Do you feel the essence of joy that's coming through? And if I had said that to myself as a child, I wouldn't have been so scared because looking back on it, I can vividly remember the pressure of the hand on my back was very soft. And the voice in my room was very calm and quiet. It wasn't one of these Hollywood movie, you know, and, or this like this claw on my back. You know, they were, they were very loving, very peaceful, very calm. But because I didn't know what it was, what do I do? I immediately yeah. jumped to a bad conclusion. Hey, you know, that's one of the first things I always ask when with my, both my daughters, because they both are very clairvoyant. And I say, did it feel good? Did it feel bad? And it's always good. Even if it's scary, like my oldest daughter saw this lady like hanging like this, like at the end of her bed with new feet, with this long dress. And I was like, were you scared? She's like, no, not really. I, I, you know, I wasn't really getting a bad feeling. I mean, it was kind of scary looking, but yeah, I wasn't feeling exactly yeah somebody somebody else had a similar thing where um they had been visited by a number of of people uh in her house uh most of them were uh people who were just showing themselves as they were and Mm -hmm. not a big problem and then at the very end there was a really scary vision but she wasn't scared because the feeling wasn't scary right yeah yeah, say reminding the child or the person to tap into the feeling. The feeling, yeah. totally. Teach them discernment from the very beginning. How powerful is that of a superpower to have and that you a, grew a, up with? Big, big thing I would also say is spirit uh, is not able uh, to interfere with our free will. So if we don't want them there, they're not allowed to come to our you know, go past our or they're not even allowed to be there. If we say you're not allowed to be there, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear you go away. They're not allowed to even be with us. It's it's universal law. Yeah. Um, I noticed that you studied paranormal. And when I read the word paranormal, my mind immediately thinks of these scary entities. You know, it's all we get hung up on vocabulary. This is something that you have researched and spent many years studying. Can you tell me, is there a difference between spirits and talking, talking with spirits and paranormal? Are they all one? Uh, when I use the term paranormal, I use it uh, from the perspective of anything that's outside the ordinary, which is the broad definition, right? So I don't go studying paranormal like a ghost hunter. So when I was doing this, I was studying near-death experiences. I was studying automatic writings. I was studying energetic relationships, quantum physics, and how quantum physics interacts, mediumship, trance. I mean, I, I wound up studying everything under the sun, and that was basically as spirit was dropping those breadcrumbs uh, of all those different titles in front of me. I was like, wow, this title looks really good. Ooh, I'm really interested in this one. Why am I interested in this one? I didn't have a clue, but spirit certainly had a plan. <laughs> wow. So you were, so this is the um, being led by the nose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which exactly. I, still I didn't know what they're, I didn't know what was going on, but like, this topic really seems fascinating. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I'll just go. How did you become a seeker into that topic? Yeah, it was it was really interesting. I um, started uh, seeing like book titles would would appear to me, and I'd follow that. I'd read it, and then it, then there'd be other books that would be recommended at the end of the book, and then I started finding that this was something that I wanted to know more about, and. It, Really, it wasn't until I had my own uh, experience, my own awakening, that it really started to all come together. All those years of reading and understanding and appreciating everything that I had learned kind of culminated in the awakening, which is a Mm -hmm. whole experience unto itself. Was your awakening painful? Some people, it's not, but I'm just curious, was yours? Mine was not painful. Mine was uh, more revelational and sort of a reopening, a reawakening, if you will. Uh, And the reason I say that is because I had been uh, working in finance and trying to find a way to de-stress. I was 
totally stressed out, taken out of my family. Just things were just not going right. And I had to find a way to cool my jets. So I looked around said, gee, this thing called meditation sounds pretty good. Let me go try this. And everybody's going to have their own type of meditation. So eventually I found one that suited what I thought meditation could be that was not too far flung. I you know, didn't require somebody from the Hindu Kush to come by. Um, so I started uh, doing meditation for all about, you know, 10 minutes a day. And one of the things that I noticed was that I was getting hooked on this meditation every single day. I, it, it, to the point where I did it for 12 months straight every day. And I didn't really realize what was happening until the end of that 12 months. That's when all of a sudden I had the awakening and I was in my man cave. Everybody, every guy's got to have his man cave, right? Yeah. You mean yours isn't in the garage? That's what <laughs> I was in my uh, man cave doing my uh, meditation. Actually, this time I've been doing it for about 30 minutes or so. And what I started to experience was this uh, essentially an out of body experience where all of a sudden I was somewhere else and I just saw clouds and, you know, your, your, your typical Hollywood scene, but I was experiencing something where I two, I can call them, call them spirits, outlines of physical beings that I was seeing on my left, two on my right, and the one all the way in my right, uh, this is all my mind's eye, this shot this beam of energy straight through my chest, out through my back. And I knew I wasn't asleep at that point because I could feel it. I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? But it was this intense beam of energy and love. And then as that happened, it, the awakening experience started to really shift where I was placed into, I don't know, I can only think of it as kind of like the universe maybe, where I was everywhere and nowhere simultaneously. And as I was in this place of uh, like a tapestry of, of love, it just was everywhere. And somehow mm -hmm. I was part of this tapestry. Somehow I was part of this love and I was loved unconditionally, but that's not even like that only t touches the tip of the iceberg. It was like, it, it was so amazing. It was, it was perfect love. I was accepted for who I was. I, somehow I was perfect. And when I heard that and felt that phrase, I was like, wait, 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 I'm human. I can't be perfect. There's no way I'm perfect. You're wrong. <laughs> but yeah. they kept on saying that. And I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, I don't know how long it lasted. And eventually I, you know, came out of it and I was just dumbfounded, sat there in my chair going, oh my God. And oh. ran to my desk and just wrote everything down. And as soon as that happened, I think that night, maybe even the next couple of days, all of a sudden I started getting all the same kind of energies that I had as a kid the same kind of sounds I had as a kid, the same kind of voices that were around me, but that I couldn't see anybody. I could hear the voices. And like all of a sudden I was, you know, five or six years old again. Oh God. I, thank you for sharing that story. I, I, I love hearing people's words that they use to describe it because there's really not words that sufficiently describe it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, 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 it's like, if I was to think of the, of like an iceberg, when we use the human word love, that's the only 1% you can see. What yes. I was feeling was the other 99%. Oh, see, and I love that. And I, and I was envisioning this tapestry and uh, I, I loved it because it is, it's just so hard to describe. So thank you for, for sharing that very intimate experience that shifted you forever and helps you align with your purpose. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, that's, that's really where it's, uh, you know, spirit finally said, okay, we're going to shift the lever and it's about time you join us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just truly destined for you to be doing what you're doing. So what did that look like for you? Uh, when did you start tapping into it? And how long after that did you start realizing that this was something you wanted to do for a living and to teach? Because you've taught some really profound uh, mediums. Talk about that. I think it was probably anywhere from six to 12 months after I had that experience that I started 
wanting to find out what was going on. And I think that's probably very typical of many mediums. They start having these experiences, but they want to be able to either A, control it, or B, learn what in the world's going on. And I think for me, it was more, I wanted to learn what was going on. Is this really what I think it is? Uh, I know it's falling under that rubric of, you know, hearing spirit, knowing spirit, feeling spirit, that would typically be what a medium would do. Is that what I'm really experiencing? And is there a way to control what I'm doing to the point where I can actually harness this ability that I know I've got? Because what I felt was all of a sudden this download, this switch that got turned on was not for me. It was definitely for a higher purpose that I, because I could, I could just immediately sense this was for others. It's like, it's not for my fun and games to say, Hey, I know what you're going to be drinking tomorrow night. No, it's going to be more like, Hey, I'm here to help the world heal. I'm here to help the world raise its spiritual awareness and consciousness. There's more than meets the eye here. So it's like, what can I do to make this happen? That's so cool. Hey, Sense of Soul listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but we have some exciting news to share. Shanna and I have decided to offer an affiliates page on our website to our guests that we have had on. Then it makes it easy for you, our listeners, to find programs and professionals that align with you. Yes, it's so easy. Just go to our website, mysenseofsoul.com, and on our homepage, click the Network of Lightworkers Affiliates. Then scroll and simply click on your favorite guest. From there, use the code under the guest that they have made particular to them and sign up or simply tell them that Sense of Soul has sent you. Your purchase will help support Sense of Soul in our purpose, bringing amazing episodes twice a week to our listeners all around the world. We want to take this opportunity to thank you, our participating affiliates and listeners for your support. Oh, and don't forget that we have a Patreon. Patreon is a platform where we have special exclusive content for Patreon members. Just download the free Patreon app and search Sense of Soul. Then pick your tier that resonates best with you. Unlocking exclusive content like Mandy and I's exclusive mini series only on Patreon our monthly Sense of Soul Sacred Circles. Patreon also has exclusive merch. We have polls on fun topics, bloopers, workshops, and even early releases of episodes. It is also an amazing way to build our community and interact intimately with our listeners. Check it out. We love and appreciate you all so much. Now back to our amazing guest. Okay, so this is kind of like what I've been receiving lately. So all of a sudden you're connected, you understand that you're communicating with spirit. I have found for myself that that connection for me, even though it was obviously a gift that I needed to share and really mine came first with writing, but I realized that the gift also needed to be part of my own healing. And so that's kind of like what I realized has been happening for, for years and is continuing to happen because mine's totally like different than like Mandy's Mandy receives like messages and, and spirits are telling her to go tell somebody something I'm getting like the opposite I'm having spirit come to me um in many different shapes and forms specifically to assist in my journey that I help other people it's so amazing how the different avenues that this work can be used. I mean, we're just tools for spirit to be utilized for the greater good. How is your gifts coming to you? How are you receiving them? And what is your purpose in using them? I'm so glad you asked that because there's no doubt we are truly instruments for Mm -hmm. spirit. And that's why they come through us. Because what spirit is trying to do first and foremost is bring through its love and it's healing to those in the physical, whether it's their loved ones or mm-hmm. uh, people that they don't even know. They're trying to come through and they're trying to heal them because they're in a completely different perspective. Uh, and to your point that you feel that your connection with spirit is part of your healing, I smile about that because every single time I give a reading, not only am I A, touched and I really feel the residual healing that comes through a reading, but more often than not, 
the messages that come through are dual purpose and they resonate so truly with me. Uh, and I think to myself, uh, was that reading for me <laughs> yeah. when I um, sit in trance? Cause I do a, a trance circle when my guides start speaking. And then I later listen to the, the video and I transcribe the, 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 the words that the guides have said, they're so profound and they're so healing to me. And I'm just like, wow, I really need to follow that advice. Oh my gosh. So spirit and i've learned this over the years spirit is nothing but efficient they always give us information on multiple levels multiple yeah. avenues multiple directions their intelligence just boggles the mind shanna i thank you for asking that question because i think spirit meets you where they know you will listen and connect with them and shanna correct me if i'm wrong but you had mediumship when you were doing your ancestry because your ancestors were coming through and guiding you to the next person and where you needed to go and where you needed to dig and what rabbit hole. And then at one point you were actually even like reading and understanding and speaking French. That can be a form of mediumship too. Do you think so, Chris? Yeah, I think so. It's because the spirit always comes through as, you know, what, what is it that they're trying to help you uh, learn and grow and expand? So if somebody's trying to find out something about themselves and they're trying to grow, they're trying to evolve, which is really the only reason why we're here on planet earth is to grow our spiritual consciousness. And if that's what we're trying to do and every little thing that we partake in our growth, if that's what we're doing, spirit's going to help us on that journey because they know where we're going. They know what we're trying to do and they're just trying to help us as much as they can. And that's clearly where your guides come in because your guides are kind of giving you these little nudges and kind of giving you the right direction. Yeah. And actually, and it was for a greater good too. That's kind of like what I was saying, like everything that I've been guided to heal within myself was all for the greater good. And then to be shared was never just for me to heal in myself and say, okay, thanks a lot. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Even just this past weekend, I was working with a client, giving him Reiki, and I was like really having a stressful day. And I was so glad to see his face, client that I know really well. I was like, well, I said, I can't wait to give you energy work because I know that, you know, you're in it, a higher vibration. And with that, you know, your stress just can't really survive within that, you know, dimension. Yeah. It's amazing the way spirit and, you know, I, I know sometimes I'll do spiritual healings with people and the incredible power that they bring through the energy that they bring through just literally makes me shake uh, mm -hmm. as, I, as I'm doing it. And it's like, it, it's such an intense feeling of love energy is coming through and the energy is so palpable. It's energetic and just, healing yeah. clearly for everybody involved. Yeah. And it made me feel better, you know, just being in that energy. And it's just so funny because even these conversations that Mandy and I have, I remember when I had COVID, Mandy was like, should we reschedule? I'm like, no, that's okay. Because I know that anytime I get on these calls and our vibes start to go, and we're talking about spirit, all of a sudden my immune system just thrives and yeah. you know, there's it's yeah, energy, it's, right? It's, yeah. That's, 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 vibration. That's it's the it vibration. Adds. Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it is. Amazing. It's so healing. How do you connect to the spirit world, to your higher self without losing your material world? Because I think when you first awaken and you're so excited and you realize there's more to this meat suit, a lot of us tend to want to live up here or in that space where you were floating with that you know, that love, because ultimately, I mean, wouldn't that be great if we could, but the reality is we can't. So how do you find that balance? Yeah. We always have to stay grounded and we just have to find the, the right balance between uh, staying grounded and being grounded in the material world. Cause that's where we are, but also acknowledging and working with the spiritual existence, the spiritual plane because we are truly spirits in the material world. As a famous uh, saying goes, we are spirit beings having a human experience, not human beings having a spiritual experience. So 
that's really kind of the way we have to think about it is wrap our minds around the fact that yes we are spiritual beings that have put on this meat suit but we're also here on planet earth to learn we're here to experience lessons we're here to experience challenges all the challenges that we are experiencing are put here by us and we're here to learn from them it's like the you know the five-year-old you can tell a five-year-old 20 times don't put your hand on the hot stove but he's not going to learn to not put his hand on the hot stove until he does and when he does he gets that burn he will never ever touch that hot stove again the beginning i was just like way up there you know but I've been like that lately. So, cause I have been tackling some pretty deep spiritual stuff. And so it's been taking me into very deep places within, and I've had a hard time coming back down and being grounded, but at least I'm aware. Like before I wasn't aware. I was aware. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, take the elevator back down and ground myself you know, and I probably should go outside a little more and connect with yeah. Mother Earth. There That's probably something that I need to do because I've well, really here, been the, feeling disassociated almost. Yeah, and, and think of it this way. I mean, every day I sit in the power, every day I meditate, and one of the parts of that meditation that's so important is while you are aware of universal consciousness and universal energy and you're trying to connect with that energy and you're trying to become aware of your spiritual being connecting with universal energy you're simultaneously aware of your feet on the floor connecting with mother earth and everything that she gives us so you are you're simultaneously aware of universal consciousness as well as mother earth and getting all of her nutrients because she's keeping you alive while you're in the body so yeah. it's a it's a duality yeah I also found for the first time ever, I was up in Buena Vista um, with my husband like a month ago. It was late and it was dark and the stars were so beautiful. We were just laying back and I never had this happen, but the river was giving me messages. So I had always received messages from, you know, people that had passed, but the river was giving me a very deep message about, well, Mother Earth, obviously, because and it was a, it was such a beautiful message. And then I thought, wow, how crazy that I never thought like a tree could talk to you or a river could speak to you and has messages for us too. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had that it, in the wind before, yeah. you know, yeah. in the wind. Yeah. It, and it, it's, it's all, it's all around us. And the, the sad part is uh, we've become a condition to the point where we're not even aware of it anymore whether we're living in cities, whether it's society, whether it's the fast pace of life mm. these days, yeah. you know, go back a hundred years ago, people were a lot more connected to mother earth. The way we are now, we don't even know it exists. Yeah. I mean, look at the way we're treating the earth. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a lot about what the conversation was, but even um, bringing my awareness to the sounds and the gargling and, and, and the river was digesting things and talking to me about that. And right. uh, it was so beautiful, but really it goes back to what Shannon and I always talk about and what you just talked about. And that was awareness. So once you started practicing that meditation and bringing awareness to being present in the moment, that's where mm. the magic starts. Don't you think? Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things I'm always trying to tell people because in my blog, I'm always trying to say, how can you become spiritual? You can become spiritual, not just by thinking of spirit, but by being in the present, by being in the here and now, because mm -hmm. you can't do anything about the future because the future has got a lot of different probabilities and possibilities. You can't mm -hmm. do anything about the past because it's already happened. The only yeah. thing you can do is what's in the here and now be in the present because that's where you are now. And that's yeah. what you can do. And that's where you are. That's, that's your essence. Be yeah. there now. I mean, well, once you are aware of that, it can't go away. Like it's something that can't be undone either. And you have to remind yourself to come back there, but it's something that, you know, your brain knows that, that it's there now. Like, you know, your brain accepts that there's the witness and it makes a space for the witness to come through because we can just cloud ourselves with so much shit. Now, cluster okay. fuck in our brains that, <laughs> you know, that's why you can't connect. I mean, it just, exactly. is, there's so much. I just like picture like a bunch of shit on your brain. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you You're know, literally scooper and get that shit out. 
Well, if you oh want to think God. about Mother Earth, you know, then Mother Earth would love that. She's like, oh, manure for me? Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> but, you know, lately I have really also seen this evolution of myself and I can look back now and be the witness of my journey, which has been an interesting thing to do. And see how back then when I first had my first meditations, how I was like in preschool to now what I'm dealing with right now has to be some sort of soul college. And also being that seeker and hungry for knowledge and, and turning it into wisdom and, mm. and becoming that. Wow. Just fucking wow. Yeah. Right now. It's, it's, you, yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. It's like we're not only are we light workers, but we're also wisdom seekers because we now <laughs> know we have access to the great wisdom that's out there. We are just like going, give me more. We, we feel yeah, like we're yeah. dying of thirst. We're starvation yeah. here. We're like, give me more. I want more. This is so phenomenal. And every time I'm in trance, I'm just like, ah, give me more. And it's like, it's like, yeah. and then they give me like a little drip and right. tease me. And I'm like, what? Well, I, know. More? <laughs> I have to confess something that I have an addictive personality. You know, I've been recovered 11 years and um, I was not in a place in my life um, in the last couple of years where I was really enjoying my earthly life. I was struggling in my marriage. I was struggling in some other areas. And so when these rabbit holes were presented to me, I would, I would go down every single one. And I realized I was kind of addicted to the spiritual realm. And because I had felt that love and that realm while I was in my near-death experience, I wanted to stay there to escape what was going on in my real life. And mm -hmm. lately, I'm really enjoying my life and my marriage. And for the first time, honestly, I'm really happy and enjoying my earthly life. So I've had to put up boundaries with the rabbit holes and say, not today. I'll write you down, but I'll visit you at another point. Right now, I need to be present with my children. But it's very addictive because I would want to live there forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the danger. It's, it is so addictive to, to be there. And every single time, you know, maybe I'll, I might be uh, leading a circle or something. I'm like, okay, now that we've had that wonderful meditation, now that we've had that wonderful experience, I know you don't want to go. I don't know. I know you don't want to leave, but it is time to leave. And yes, I, don't I want felt to yank that you way last night. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to yank you out of it. So let's take your time and yeah. we slowly take them, you know, slowly yeah. back down because it's like, oh my gosh, there. I get that. Because Shanna, we did a sacred circle last night with a community of women and she did the most beautiful meditation that um, helped us connect with spirit guides. And I was so deep into it. Like my ego was gone. And mm -hmm. When it was over, I wanted to cry because I'm yeah. like, no, no, I don't want it to be over. But what I realized was I was able to carry it throughout the rest of my evening. It was my energy had shifted. I was just floating around my house, like just feeling like I could kind of balance the two. Does that make sense? You yeah, were levitating yeah. all night. Your family must have thought that was <laughs> <laughs> I was, girl, because of you. Talk about magic powers. Holy smokes. <laughs> no, but you know, really, I, I last night, because I didn't get a chance to talk to my spirit guide necessarily, because I was so focused on, you know, them. In fact, a lot of times that happens with all my sessions. I'm like seeing what they're seeing, which is, I think, part of okay. my gift in with my healing sessions. And so I set my intentions before I went to bed, like, ah, oh, maybe, you know, my David will, his name is David will show up and to show me a symbol. Cause I had asked them for their guide to show him a symbol. And sure enough. And I totally forgot about it till about 10 minutes before we got on today. He showed me the star of David, which is so crazy. Cause his name is David. Wow. I know. I'm like, I'm going to have, after we get off this phone, I'm going to go down another rabbit hole. There you go. <laughs> you just have to give the rabbit holes like a ticket, say, take your ticket, take yeah. your ticket. Well, yeah. what used to be like excitement of synchronicity, because that used to be so fun, you know, and now all those right. are kind of like, oh, yes, thank you for the wink and all that. But now it's like, lately, I've had a lot of goddess come to me, and I didn't even know what a goddess was really before. And so it's so exciting. And so I'm just like, what's next? And I'm yeah. following. It's beyond synchronicities. Okay, it's like in your face, like I'm here. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes so it's, it's, it's been like fun. The, 
Yeah, they, and they have to uh, kind of literally be in your face. They've literally got to kind of get your attention because before when it first happened, the smallest thing would make you yeah. excited. Now you know, you're so far along, it's kind of like, okay, what's the next greatest thing? It's got to oh, be yeah. bigger. I think about a lot of our listeners who have reached out to us. It always breaks my heart when you get these mothers or fathers that have lost children and they want to connect so bad and they want to learn how to do it themselves. Right. What kind of prereqs do you have for someone that you're going to teach? Because do they need to be open? Do they need to believe in a higher power? Or can it be someone that comes to you that says, I'm atheist and I don't know what I believe in and I don't have a higher power of any sort and I don't understand oneness and can they be taught it? They can be taught it, but there is a prerequisite. And Gordon Higginson, who you may be familiar with, the one of, arguably one of the world's best mediums that uh, has graced the earth, said, in order or before you can connect with spirit, you must connect with the spirit within. So in order to really blossom with your spiritual connection and have that full awareness and full connection turned on, you've really got to be connected with your own spirit and your own spiritual connection with universal energy, God, source, whatever you want to label, you want to refer to it as. Yeah. You have to have that connection between you and your creator. And you've yeah. got to feel it and you've got to know it. And you've got, you got to be aware that you are spirit. Oh, what a beautiful reminder and answer. Yes. Because I always, I always felt like, you know, I know you want it, but you got to do the work on yourself too. You've got so much grief and so much, you know, so much blocking your own spirit and weighing you down that you, you got to go get to know you and get to know your sense of soul before you can jump into this. But I, I get of course, and I know you get why they want to get there so fast because they're just hurting so bad. Yeah, absolutely. And some, and quite often it's that hurt, that pain, that grief that acts like a wet blanket on their vibrations. So their vibrations aren't able to rise. And if their vibrations aren't able to rise, that literally is like that wet blanket that kind of prevents the connection between them and their, call it their child, right? You know, yeah. they, they, they want to hear from their child and they're like, why can't I hear from my son? You know, yeah. anybody else can hear from their dearly departed. Why can't I hear from my son yeah. as they're sitting there, you know, with like you know, 20 boxes of Kleenex that they've just used over the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's why, because A, they're so grief stricken, which is human. That's fine. Yeah. But also they're not connected with their inner spirit. Yeah. So um, are you an ordained minister? I'm an ordained minister, but I don't really act like one. <laughs> I love that answer. Okay. So my question is, um, a lot of people will say things to me like, Mandy, be careful that the devil might be, you know, he might be, uh, he might put on a mask and come to you in spirit and make it feel like love, but he's really tricky and really smart. And really it's just his way of you know, getting a hold of you and bringing darkness into your life because you're talking to spirits. What, what would you say? <laughs> uh, I, I, I would say that person needs to know the, what the definition of love truly is, because the love uh, that you experience, you'll know it when you receive it. It's kind of like yeah. pornography. Um, <laughs> you'll know it when you when you see it, because yeah. love is so uh, beautiful. Uh, it's the only word I can describe for it. It's like spiritual love is so beautiful. And they only want to help. They only want to heal. They only want to benefit. Uh, and the only way that you're going to experience that is when you know that it's for your higher good, when yeah. all the good things are being given to you, when only um, positive things are being given to you, ways that they'll help you. If you start mm -hmm. to feel things that kind of don't go against what you think or believe or feel, or you're like mm, questioning and you start to hear things that perhaps aren't uh, more suggestive than more demands, that's things you wouldn't want to connect with. But it, what you think about, you bring about. So if you're thinking, you know, positive thoughts, happy thoughts, normal thoughts, just everyday thoughts, you're okay. What I find is interesting, well, I mean, I think this is just part of the law, but I mean, when you have that wet blanket on, um, you know, it's so hard to connect. Um, I had a friend the other day, you know, her son, he was killed and 
um, I said, you know, have you felt him? Because I felt that he was trying to be with her. And um, she said, yeah, this morning I was waking up, but that's when they can. So there was no, there is no space, um, you know, to get in when there's that wet blanket on you, but in your dreams, Mm -hmm. you know, they can visit you. And also that when you're waking up, so that's just a perfect example of, you know, how they would be able to, but how they wouldn't be able to during the day because she was overwhelmed with that grief and that that's, that's typical that's a quite typical spirit is, we're, we're able to connect with spirit in 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 two ways one when we're in the hypnagogic state that state between uh where you're wide awake and and you know you're going to sleep so at, at bed at night it's like that that between state which is very similar to being in a meditation um right. virtual trance or sort of a light altered state where your your brain waves are just quite different than your awake state or if you're completely asleep, where you're able to uh, astral travel, and that's when you're literally going to the astral realm, connected with your silver cord, and you're having that experience one-on-one. I mean, I had so many connections, vivid connections to the point where this happened many years ago, and I can still give you the intimate details of every little thing, the smells even, you know, it's like, it's, it's so incredible. You know, it's a vivid dream. You know, it's a visitation because that's the only thing you'll remember. Yeah, Other yeah. dreams you can, you can't possibly do. I could never be like, I could never do mediumship or readings for people um, live or on zoom because I get most of my, my messages and, and connect when I'm in water, when I'm in the shower. So I'd be like butt naked on the other end. <laughs> Well, that might actually draw a big crowd. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but, but isn't that funny that I, the, something about water, something about water. I mean, maybe it's because it is relaxing and it puts me into that, that zone. But mm-hmm. it, lately I, I'm screaming, you know, Shanna brought me a pad for my shower so I could write things down while I'm in it. it it's <laughs> waterproof. Hey, maybe you should get a noise machine and play like ocean. Ooh. And see if you can't just be at that water and then yeah, be in it. Mm, that's a good idea, but it makes sense. I mean, it's a very high vibrational element. Something that really stuck out to me about you is I felt such authenticity around what you do because you really put a lot into your code of ethics. And I feel like that is so important because there's a lot of mediums out there that don't really have these code of ethics. And I I felt like it means a lot to you to put those out there for people to understand them and know why you're doing this and where your heart's at. Um, you, You have an entire section on it on your website. Talk about what the code of ethics means to you and why you do that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because um, ethics are, are, are critical uh, because I feel it's very much uh, you know, like being a doctor. Do no harm because we're here to heal just like a doctor is. It's like the Hippocratic Oath. You know, we're here to heal people. We're here to lift people up. We're here to you know, connect them to their loved ones. If you're out there to give false hope, if you're out there to make a buck, if you're out there to, you know, give, you know, any kind of uh, thing that comes across as not true, then you're doing harm. Or if you're even to the point where you're predicting things that, uh, like you're predicting ill health, that's, you know, it's going to, it's terrible. You can't do that. So if you absolutely have to come at it from a place of not only you do no harm, but it's a sacred thing. It's, it's a sacred oath that you've taken. And that's really what you're working with is, is the, the sacredness between you, spirit, the divine, everything around you. And if you violate that, you know, you're just, some people say you're going to lose your gifts. Uh, others say it's just you're just going to harm others and that's just not right 
karma. Yeah, yeah. Karma. You know what? I really felt that from you. I, I felt that mm -hmm. sincerity and how important it meant to you and that you truly honor it as being sacred. And so I just, I think that's huge because there are people out there that, like you said, are just trying to maybe make a buck. And that's what it's all about. It's about love and healing. And, you know, you'll, like I said about pornography, you'll know it when you see it. Do you have like a whole gang of, of spirit guides that you work with? I work with three spirit guides and they've kind of been shifting lately. Mm -hmm. um, right. One is a uh, Native American healer. One is a, a an Egyptian scribe slash healer. Uh, and another one is a, uh, seems to be anyway, I guess I'd call him sort of a, a, a Roman tutor, Roman educator, teacher of some kind. That's so interesting. I know so many people who have like a Roman educator, you know, or like a Roman guide is so interesting. Well, I have one that comes in my dreams all the time and I was showing up in meditations, but I've never actually called on him for anything quite yet. Yeah. It's like they come in, they intertwine and you know, they're always coming in. Whoever is speaking uh, when I'm doing trance, it's always as a collective whenever mm. they, they discuss things because okay. it's, they're, they're, they're passing them. So it's like, it's like one representative is, is speaking for the group. For right. the okay. group. You know, we know we've got like anywhere of uh, 10, 20 or more uh, guides mm -hmm. that are working with us at any one time. So they're coming in as a super uh, group. And mm -hmm. I'm sure there are higher guides that I'm not even aware of because sometimes when I begin to go into trance, the sitters say they're feeling angelic energy coming through me mm -hmm. and the words that start coming through are they, they sound like they would be coming from an angelic realm i'm like mm -hmm. angels I just, yeah. well, what are you talking about willis i did that recently with some random goddess tara and i didn't even know she existed and i was like okay that was cool yeah. <laughs> Because I'm, oh, I'm the kind different. of guy, I'm the, yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who's like, angels, well, uh, that seems too dogmatic religion thing, but oh, the more I get aliens. into it, I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is getting to be pretty wild. <laughs> I want to jump into um, your book, uh, Spirits Beside Us, Gain Healing and Comfort from Loved Ones in the Afterlife. This came out, what, in May of 2020? Uh, yeah, this is actually, so that's, it's been out about a year and a half. Okay. And you've been doing this for a long time. What inspired you to write this book? Where did that inspiration come from? Was it that tap on your back saying, all right, it's time. It's time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's basically what was winding up happening. Cause I was like putting out these blog articles and I started thinking, wow, these uh, blog articles are, you know, they've got a lot of meaning. And I just kept on putting them together. And then I thought to myself, well, wouldn't it be nice if I put all the blog, you know, articles together in like a little free book for, you know, subscribers or whatever. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then eventually I'm like, I, there's a lot more that needs to go into this. Oh my God, I've got a whole book. And then yeah. as I started to write it, the thing went from blank page to publish in about three months. Wow. And, wow. Um, as I. Lead writer. Well, it wasn't me. That was spirit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because my mentors were saying, you do realize half of that book was written automatically. I'm right. like, well, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because I, it's, I look back on it and I'm like, that ain't me. <laughs> I know. I, I have that all the time. I, I, wrote, I wrote something a few months ago and like, it was like, a paragraph and it ended with so it be and then it was like another paragraph and it was like so it be and i'm like what the fuck who yeah. does that i'm like right. so poetic this morning and then i'm like wait a minute no because it wasn't me <laughs> exactly exactly and that's that's what's so funny it's just like i'll do i'll do a lot of uh, automatic writings myself and that's probably going to be you know part of my uh, next book is going to have all my you know trance readings and the automatic writing. So that's because I, I love having them say things to me. And sometimes it's, you know, 
they'll kind of beat me on the head, like saying, you know, kind of stop being so hard on yourself or wake up or, you know, silly things like that. Some other times it's, uh, it's going on waxing philosophically about what humanity needs to do. So it's like mm -hmm. whatever their topic of the, you know, the day happens to be. Mm -hmm. Well, let's break it down a little bit for our listeners, because there's a lot in your book. I mean, you even have, I think I saw at the very beginning around the acknowledgements, like a little free thing for them on. Oh, yeah, the uh, the 10 ways spirit tries to connect with us. Yes, I, I think that was so intriguing. That is definitely a catch phrase right there. You know, tons of people want to know those. Uh, ten, <laughs> yeah, I know for me, I was like all excited. And you really uh, share a lot of your personal experiences with clients, with teaching. Um, you know, if you were to break it down and kind of give like a summary of your book to our listeners, what, what would you say? I'd say the, it's in three sections. Uh, the first section is kind of like an autobiography, going to walk through my childhood, then my valley of death where I was uh, you know, in finance. <laughs> Funny how death and finance go together. Um, and then uh, you know, that, how I finally awaken. Uh, and then it goes into the middle section where it's more like the mechanics. How does mediumship work? Uh, how can anybody connect uh, and what is a good reading, what's a bad reading, how do readings work, what should you do as a sitter, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all really functional uh, aspect of it. And then the third part of it is all about the different readings. What are the messages that's coming through? What, are, what is spirit trying to say? Uh, and just different examples of uh, you know, you know, great readings that you know, I had had up to that point. It's an easy read, like you've really broken it down beautifully. It's, um, it's deep, yet surface enough for a beginner to be able to take it in. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that was really what I was trying to do. I was trying to make it uh, something that was easily digestible for people to understand because what I wanted to do was to have it go out to the world and have everybody understand, oh, okay. Yeah, it is real because I was coming at it from a perspective of, hey, I used to be there too, but yeah. I'm not there anymore. So I want you to see the light as well because yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm that lighthouse that's shining the light onto the rest of the world. And I want everybody else to have the light so that they're not stumbling in the dark anymore. Yes. I love that. Wow. So beautiful. Now you're a father. Yes, I'm and... a father. What do your kids say about daddy talking to spirits? <laughs> uh, well, that's a funny thing that you say that. Uh, my son, he is a, a sophomore uh, in college, and he's very scientific, you know, to the point where his major, I can't even get this right, his major is chemical and biomolecular engineering. Whoa, what the? Yeah, that, right. Yeah, I don't even know hurts, what that is. That hurts my brain. <laughs> Talk about wrap your head around it. I don't know. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. So I'm not quite sure where he came from. Not me. <laughs> Age of Aquarius. Exactly. So you know, he, when he and I have conversations about what I do, he's like, you still believe in the man in the sky? I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> and, he, and he just shakes his head and he goes, no, no, no. But I got it. Yeah. Um, as he's uh, maturing slowly, uh, as, he, <laughs> as he's maturing, um, there have been times where he's actually mentioned little blurbs of things that have occurred to him, he's experienced that are falling under the, the rubric of he's got it too. He just doesn't want yeah. to admit it. Yeah. Because I've also oh. done readings, I've done readings for his friends. Yeah. He had a friend, a girl whose boyfriend died. And she came to me for a reading and I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do it for free. Whatever. That's fine. And there are like three others. And it's like the fact that he was seeing this and inviting his friends to partake in it. Yeah. Means that there is that flicker of reality in there somewhere. Yeah. My daughter's the same way. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. What are you offering? You offer a lot. You, you, well, you have you, a school, right? Yeah. I do have a school. It's uh, the Montclair Medium School of Psychic Arts. Yeah. So you said 
pre, the only prerequisite that our listeners need is to um, have gone within and gotten their sense of soul. And from there, what, it, what does it look like as far as your classes go? Well, once they've connected with their sense of soul, I, interestingly enough, um, I'm actually putting together another course that helps people find their sense of soul, find their inner self, find their inner spirit, because that's what's so crucial, whether you want to do mediumship or, or, or not, that doesn't matter. Perfect. Finding your own sense of soul is perhaps game number one, rule number one, direction. Yeah. That's what you need just to have live life, period, end story. Yes. Awesome. And you have your book. Where can they find your book? They can find my book on Amazon. Okay. And what is your website where they can go on and learn more about your school and how much it costs and how to register? Yeah, sure. The, uh, the main website is www.monclairmedium.com. And mm -hmm. also, you know, you'll see on there a little tab that says courses. Mm -hmm. Go on to the courses tab and it'll lead you where you need to go. Awesome. And do you still do private readings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing readings all the time. That's the beauty of Zoom. You know, now I've got an international clientele everywhere mm -hmm. from, you know, across the U.S. to the U.K., India, Australia. Wow. It's awesome. It's amazing. I know. I, I love it. It's the one thing Shannon and I really um, are grateful for is being able to connect with people from all over the world. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. How would our listeners reach out to you if they wanted to have a reading done? Yeah, they can uh, either send me an email at, uh, you know, chris at montclairmedium.com or they can give me a call at, uh, you know, my direct line if they wanted it to the business line. Okay. All right. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on today. The authenticity I feel behind your purpose is it was very much felt just even before I was able to see your face and well, you know, my I, face added a little bit too. Oh, it totally did. Absolutely. <laughs> your, your souls came through that face and I felt that, but even just your website, you, you're, you did a beautiful job um, being able to let people kind of see inside of you and through your book even, and why you do this and your why is beautiful. Yeah. I, well, thank you. It's uh, it's wonderful connecting with you and just, uh, you know, really getting that uh, drive to help people find themselves and find the true spirit within. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like this was a topic that we really needed to talk about because a lot of people are always asking us, you know, how do we connect with our spirit guides? How do we, you know, get a deeper connection with our soul and spirit? And yeah. so I think that how you'll do, probably hear from a lot of our listeners. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. What I would say would be follow your love, seek out uh, the soul's love and know that spirit's loving you. And if you sit quietly, you'll feel that love coming in from spirit. You'll feel the energy, you'll feel the tingling as you sit calmly and receive the love from spirit. That's all you need to do because if you just allow, you receive. You don't even have to put any serious intention. Just put the hope and the, and the prayer out there. It will be given to you in the blink of an eye. It's there. They want to give you love. Awesome. Thank you so much. Just so great to meet you. Thank you. Bye. Have a good Bye. Night. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.